Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Dalton Stanford in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson back with us. He's at the First Bank Studio in Laurel, and we got a jam-packed show today. Quentin Campbell's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. He's a former Doc Sadler Golden Eagle basketball player. We're going to be talking to him about the, the great run that this team has been on for the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, the prospects of them winning the Conference USA Basketball tournament. Derek Plusinski will join us uh, later in the show too. talk a little bit of Southern Miss golf, but uh, start first with reminding you that uh, our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsor the first uh, segment of the Eagle Hour every day. You can enjoy their great meats and all sorts of great sides seven days a week at their restaurant next to the mall in Hattiesburg or at a community near you. And want to remind you, of course, that uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit caters any event Large or small, you can always sit back, enjoy the event, and let Dickie's do the cooking. Cooked here, loved everywhere. We thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. So the Golden Eagles last night uh, win 82-73 over Marshall. They're a little less than two hours away from uh, taking on Western Kentucky. I'm going to say that the game last night is described in three words. Griffin, drain, and rebounds. Tyree Griffin, 23 points and eight assists. Ladarius Drain, six three-pointers. Daggers in the heart of uh, Marshall in the second half. And the Golden Eagles just ferocious on the boards, out-rebounding out Marshall 39-20. to Limiting Marshall to one offensive rebound in the entire game. It was exciting. Marshall, on the other hand, absolutely, just absolutely bombing three-point shots all night. It was an offensive, uh, it was an offensive showcase, Luke. It was again one of the most exciting basketball games I've seen in a long time between the Golden Eagles and the Thundering Herd. I was uh, I was in uh, no man's land cell phone wise up in uh, Macon, Mississippi this week doing a student retreat, and so right after our service last night we were going to a small group time and and I was able to catch the score, and it was pretty close. And so then uh, you know I had responsibilities when I came out uh, I saw what had happened, and this is a game in the this is really the first time in the last three weeks that the Eagles have overcome a extremely a uh, hot three-point shooting team, unable to to beat UAB because of that. Um, you think about the second Western Kentucky game; these teams got hot. Eagles were able to stave that off, and again, they were able to shut down people in the paint. And uh, Ladavius Drain, for some reason, I don't know why, he, he may be like two three-pointers shy of showing up in the NCAA statistics, but for the season right now, Ladavius Drain is. 
shooting 48%, Bob, from three-point land, which would put him third nationally in that category. Tyree Griffin just continues to be the floor general. Uh, he's up to a fifth nationally right now, averaging 7.2 assists a game. They're hot, and they're going to have to be hot today at 3 p.m. to knock off Western Kentucky for the first time this season. Marshall puts up 17 three-point shots last night, and I'm talking about some 30-footers that snapped the bottom of the net, and the Golden Eagles just kept responding. Clearly, Luke, Southern Miss, I thought more athletic than Marshall, and when that athleticism would start to take over the game last night over and over and over again, Marshall would come back and hit rainbows from 25, 30 feet from the basket. The exhilarating basketball game and uh, just a great, great, great performance last night by Southern Miss. Highlight of the night, other than the great play, was the sign from the USM pep band that says, winners don't have to wear suits. And I thought that just <laughs> summed up everything. So let's recap the tournament. Old Dominion defeats Louisiana Tech 57-56. Old Dominion uh, scores uh, – Eight points in the last minute and 35 seconds of that game to win. UAB beats uh, Texas San Antonio 85-76. Blazers down 11 points at one point in the game, but come back uh, to beat UTSA by nine. Western Kentucky, no trouble over 10th-seeded North Texas. Western Kentucky took the lead with a minute left to start in the game, a minute into the game, and never trailed. And then, of course, USM late last night knocks off Marshall 82-70. Just crazy. I mean, just just a magnificent game. So today, Old Dominion and UAB may be underway right now, actually. Western Kentucky at Southern Miss, uh, Western Kentucky and Southern Miss at 3 o'clock. All of it on CBS Sports Network. The rest of the tournament uh, will be uh, carried by the CBS Sports Network. Oh, Southern Miss now 6-2 and two in March games over the last two years. They've led at halftime for 11 straight games. Uh, they were just hitting lights out last night. Uh, Leonard Harper Baker, we should point out, contributed 16 points last night. Uh, and Southern Miss again. This gets overlooked, Luke, but Southern Miss out round out. out rebounded Marshall 39-20. to 20. They held Marshall to one offensive rebound. Uh, and that's how they overcome the incredible shooting from the thundering herd. They just out-hustled them at times in the game and just commanded the boards. A, a great, great performance by the Golden Eagles. It is, and when you look at the minutes, okay, so Tim Rowe only played four minutes last night. He started, and then it became you know a shooting fest. Eagles were white hot in the first half, shot about 63%. Rowe didn't play but four minutes. So that means, besides Harper Baker, you have everybody on the court is six five or shorter, and you out rebound a team like that. That's going to when we look back at this team this year, one of the most underrated statistics is going to be. I don't know if there's ever been a team that has had uh, you know height issues that hasn't had rebounding issues. Harper Baker dominates, but Cortez Edwards, I mean, you know, he's he's averaging six or seven rebounds a game. That's going to uh, help today. The thing today, though, uh, they're going to play that 2-3 zone, Western Kentucky, is Bassey in the middle, and they're going to have 6-7 or 6-8 wings. Eagles have to come out, and again, as they have for the last really four, four or five games, they're going to have to shoot extremely well in the first half. 
Uh, Tyree Griffin, his outside shooting has really been fun to watch the last couple of uh, games. You know, he's typically a, a, a pass it off or drive to the hoop, get a foul guy, but his he's been hitting from downtown, and they're going to have to do that today because uh, I think you'll see the same thing today. Roe may play; uh, he'll probably play a little more just to give him some matchup against Bassey and and hope to get a, a little rebound. But it's going to be on uh, the outside shots, and Drain's going to play a huge point today. Good to see him go six for eight. Hopefully he'll carry that over today. Yeah, you figure Roe gets a lot more playing time today because of the bigs that uh, Western Kentucky has. Uh, Drain, <laughs> Drain can really shoot, obviously. and But I don't think you can say too much about Tyree Griffin. I mean, this kid, he scores 23 points, has eight assists last night. He's in complete charge of the floor uh, when he's in the game. He has been an incredible basketball player, Luke, for the Golden Eagles. Andrew Abadie, our good friend over at the Student Prince, had a, a Twitter poll up, and it says, which Tyree Griffin do you like better, the headband Tyree Griffin or the no headband Tyree Griffin? 90% of Golden Eagle fans like the headband Tyree Griffin. He has taken over um, and has led these Eagles down, and that's what happens. When Tyree is shooting the ball like that, it takes pressure off Cortez. It takes pressure off Drain. Harper Baker can just, you know, kill people on the boards and, and dish it out. So Griffin's not just his assist and and his uh, ability to to dish the ball off when he is shooting as good as he is right now uh it, it, this is is what we've said this is the best uh, backcourt um in the league uh and drain you got to remember the third best uh three point shooter in the entire country right now is your six six man he he's he's your first guy off the bench played 33 minutes last night so he's basically like a starter and then just remember again as doc said last week kevin holland is the glue that holds it all together um this is a unique team and we have seen them bob this season except that they're different roles they know who needs to get the ball they know when they need to get the ball and uh and that's kind of been their success uh, and, and I do love the fact, though, that, that Doc has continued to sport the long shirt, uh, long T-shirt and, and khaki look. Well, let and, me tell uh, you, I guess it's in support of Doc. The uh, Marshall coach last night had on a T-shirt, wore a sports coat over a T-shirt, <laughs> and the T-shirt said, Hillbilly Ball. So I, I think that had to be uh, a show of support for Doc. Two questions uh, in my mind right now. Obviously, if the Golden Eagles can win the next two games, they'll go to the NCAAs. How can this team not be invited to the NIT should they not win the tournament? How was Doc Sadler not the coach of the year? Can you answer either one of those questions, partner? No, I mean, it, I think him beating Old Dominion late in the season should have caused him to jump that. But, you know, we've that, that coach at Old Dominion's been struggling with a lot. And so, you know, that, there may have been a sympathetic vote uh, like that. But, yeah. Uh, Eagles are still hard-pressed to get the NIT, so just go ahead and take care of business. Should give a score before we go to break. UAB leading right now 29-28 to with a few seconds to go in the first half over Old Dominion. Quentin Campbell played for Doc Sadler. We'll see if he thinks he should have been the coach of the year and other observations when we come back.
Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. It's the TGIF edition of the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Book Mart, our great friends down on Hardy Street. Go get you some Southern Miss basketball swag, the way these kids are playing. Campus Book Mart right across the street from the campus. Also, if you're listening in other parts of Mississippi today, you can order it. They'll deliver it right to your front door, campusbookmart.net. Very excited about the uh, Basketball after that just offensive exhibition last night between Marshall and Southern Miss. Golden Eagles now getting ready to take on Western Kentucky. Our next guest knows a lot about what would be going on in the mind of not only the players, but the coaches. Uh, Quentin Campbell, uh, just really a, a year removed, uh, 2015 through 2017. Quentin was a stud for the Golden Eagles. He started all 31 games his senior year, averaged 33 minutes, 14 points a game, and a little over six rebounds per contest. Now playing professionally, I believe, in the nation of Argentina. Quentin, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Oh, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. First question, you played for Doc Sadler. Doc Sadler should have been the coach of the year, shouldn't he, Quentin? Oh, definitely. Hands down. Definitely hands down. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about uh, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about Doc Sadler from the, from the view you had of him, Quentin. We we brag on him here a lot. Uh, we think he's just done a remarkable job in turning the basketball program around, and uh, now really has these kids playing uh, white hot, as Luke described them. What kind of man and coaches is, is Doc Sadler, and, and what did you take away from your time as one of his players? Oh man, <laughs> I hope you got plenty of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, Coach, man, he's uh, he's an amazing guy, man. I, I can't I can't really say enough about him. Uh, from the time that he uh, started recruiting me from my junior college to the time I graduated, man, he he had my back in each and every way possible. Like not only as a player, but uh, as a person as well. He always wanted my best interests at heart. Um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. There were some times where I was like, oh man, like. What did I get myself into with this guy? But mm-hmm. he only he only seeks out to try to get the best in everyone and just every player. And uh, once I realized that, I and mean, I just realized, like, my guy, only a, a great person he is, but just a great coach as well. Like, he he knows the game. He, he knows, like, how to put you in situations where you can, you know, show your best ability, not only on the court, but also – he worries about you in the classroom. He makes sure you're doing your work. He makes sure, like, you're staying on top of your books because he wants all these guys to know that it's bigger than basketball. And um, he always stressed um, how student was always before athlete. And uh, just making sure that we were always on our P's and Q's, man. He's, he, he's a great guy. And um, I, I can't, like I said, I can't really say enough about him. He, he, he's a great coach and uh, an even better person. Well, that's good stuff, Quentin. Uh, young men like you, uh, under the tutelage of Doc Sadler or, or the people that resurrected in a lot of ways the basketball program from a terrible hand dealt to the program uh, by the NCAA. In light of everything that had to be overcome, Quentin, what, what was attractive to you about Southern Miss and uh, and what prompted you to, to come play for Doc Sadler? Oh, man, just, just, the, just the understanding that he had. like just, just knowing that I could be a part of something that just – a rebuilding stage and uh, Doc just really he really expressed that to me like in the process of recruiting me he, he was always honest he was always 100% and that's something I definitely look for not only in a coach but in a human being and he I don't know he just really he sold me on it and 
he kept his word and everything that he said. Um, and just, it was a tough decision at the end for sure because like a lot of the schools, like they were good, great opportunities. But I don't know, it was just something about Doc and just something about Southern Miss that just that just caught my eye, and I just I couldn't I couldn't look away. And it was it's just like he had the grit and just the the passion that he has, not only for coaching but for the game. It just kind of rubs off on you, and I, I just love that about him. All right, Luke. Quentin, uh, I've never met you, man. Watched you play, but but I like you because you're from Wilmer, Alabama, where the best bold peanuts in the world are from. Um, oh, yes. Growing up in Wilmer, yeah, you know that fruit, those fruit stands I'm talking about when you roll oh, yeah. into town. That's some good stuff, in. Yes, sir. You were uh, you you know about an hour, hour and a half from Hattiesburg. Growing up, did you follow the Eagles at all, or, or you know was the really the first interest that you took in Southern Miss uh, when Doc started recruiting you? Uh, for a little bit, I, I followed him. Um, I want to say going into my my first year of college, um, when I attended Spring Hill in Mobile, um, one of my closest friends actually was on the team. And um, as you know, after that, I, I kind of followed him a little. I would hear about him here and there because you know one of my high school close friends play, went there to play football, and uh, it was just you know I, I would you know pay attention here and there but you know not too much you know not too close but as I you know went on my visit and the closer I became like to you know learning more about it the more like I just fell in love with it right talk to us about your experience with Conference USA basketball maybe you can answer this question maybe you can't you know Conference USA the last couple years been stuck as uh, and been labeled as a, a one bid league or one team league to the NCAA, um, what was the competition like, and and uh, you know some of these players that you played against, um, you know, in your two years playing in Conference USA? Oh, it was tough. I, I honestly think Conference USA they're 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 looked over way too often. Um, they, they just underestimate that conference. There's some some great players and some great guys in that league, and uh, it's, it was tough. Like a lot of those a lot of those games were tough, and like like a lot of Western Kentucky and. Marshall and Old Dominion, like those, those are some good teams, great teams, and they had great players. And it's like the whole league. I just, I feel like on any given day, like any any team in that league could have competed with any any NCAA team on the market. And I just feel like we were underestimated a lot. And that was one of the main things. Like I, I love to be the underdog, and I love to show people like what we can do. And this is, which is like what the guys are doing this year. Like just. You know, showing that you know this conference is very strong, and just a lot of people need to pay more attention and recognize it. Quentin, right. yesterday we see uh, last night we see this this aerial attack from both Marshall and Southern Miss three point shots. Just it crazy. It was crazy, but but today a, a lot different game with Western yeah. Kentucky having a couple of really good big players inside. What do the Golden Eagles have to do to transition from a game last night to what is it you think they have to do today to, to take care of Western Kentucky? Um, and just 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 play their game like those those big guys that like I've seen Western Kentucky this year and I and they they are they are pretty big and I just like just got to play their game. Don't lose their composure. Like feel like in some aspects, just run them, get those big guys tired, and just run up and down the floor. And I feel like Doc would definitely have some mismatch options ready to set up so that'll be good as well but like watching those guys play when they just keep their composure and just play their game and and don't lose it because like those they can definitely beat them it's definitely going to be a tough game it's going to be a good game but 
at the end of the day, if they play their game and they just do everything they have to do, I think they'll definitely pull out the win. So that makes a lot of sense. So in other words, run the big guys up and down the floor mm-hmm. and, and get them a little fatigued, and then they're not they're not quite as dominant. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right, so you finish at Southern Miss, and, and you go overseas, and that sounds pretty exciting to me. Uh, what was basketball and life like for you, Quentin, in Argentina? Oh, it was a bit scary. It was a bit scary at first. Um, but as I, as I got used to it, um, it, was, it was nice just uh, being able to travel the world and just being in another country and another culture. Uh, it, was, it was different basketball, like – I didn't think, you know, going into another country that basketball would be as big, you know, but it, it was huge over there. Like, they, they love the game just as much as we do over here. And just, you know, they put, you know, just as much hard work in it as we do. And um, just, it was definitely a different experience. It was as far as just, like, the pace of the game and, you know, how, how those guys play over there and just, just how tough they are and just, the difference between professional and college. Uh, it was it was a big, you know, adjustment for me, but I feel like, you know, once I once I was used to it, I adapted very well. Uh, uh, Quentin, being from Wilmer, Alabama, when you first got to Argentina, was there ever a moment you thought, man, oh, man, I am a long, long way from home? Oh, definitely. The first two <laughs> weeks, I was I was definitely thinking that to myself, like, man, what, what did I get myself into? <laughs> Anything is happening. I've never, like, you know, this is this is not Wilma anymore. That's exactly what I was thinking to myself. No bull peanuts, right? None, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, jump in here before we run out of time. Uh, Quentin, just uh, just a little time left. Uh, when you look back at the two years you spent at Southern Miss, uh, was it worth it? Was it worth it coming uh, and 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 helping rebuild this program? When you think about it, definitely, hundred percent. I I enjoyed every minute. I don't regret anything. I. Love the people I met. Love the experience. Just the environment in general. It was it was absolutely amazing. And uh, if I could, I'd do it all over again. All right, Quentin. If you could say one thing to Doc and his guys uh, here this afternoon before they take on uh, Western Kentucky, what would that be? Uh, just you know, play hard, guys. Go out there, play your game. You know, listen to coach. I mean, he's going to be yelling. He's going to be all over the place. But <laughs> they focus. Don't let it get to you. He's only, he's only trying to bring out the best. Just play your game and good luck go out there and get that w man hey great conversation we appreciate you being on the show man best of luck to you oh thank you for having me all right everybody quentin campbell everybody former i say stud for the golden eagles and now a professional basketball player uh in argentina good good to have him on the show all right we'll talk a little golf when we come back baseball later in the show stay with us we've still got lots to go Southern Miss to the top. 
want to thank Quentin Campbell for joining us last segment, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to us by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just in the shadow of the rock. Go by and get one of those blue plate specials or uh, Philly cheesesteak, shrimp po' boy, uh, and look at all of the Southern Miss uh, posters and artifacts and signatures, even that really cool picture of Lewis Lips as you go to the back to play some foosball. Four Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. It is a beautiful spring day, lots of stuff going on. Golden Eagles uh, taking on Western Kentucky in the semifinals of the Conference USA Tournament coming up uh, just in about an hour and 20 minutes. Baseball at 6 o'clock tonight over at the Love Shack as they over open Conference USA uh, against Louisiana Tech. Joining us now in our third segment, one of the greatest uh, golfers to ever play uh, at the University of Southern Mississippi, Derek uh, Pluchinski, who is now the assistant golf coach for the Louisiana, uh, University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Derek, have you eaten the boudin yet? Absolutely. I'm uh, uh, born and raised in New Orleans, so I, uh, I know a little bit about Cajun country, but uh, – Definitely, definitely missed life in Hattiesburg. Man, you lit it up while you were in Hattiesburg. We had uh, Tim Yelverton on a couple of weeks ago, and when you think Southern Miss golf, you know you two um, really have set the tempo for for what Southern Miss golf has, has always strived to be. You broke uh, records, man. Um, you you advanced the NCAA regionals. I want to talk about uh, what you're doing now in Louisiana uh, in, in just a, a little bit, but talk about. Man, your your career in Hattiesburg, uh, especially your junior year playing in that NCAA regional um, in in Colorado, what a year that was for you. Your junior year at Southern Miss. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was definitely a special time. Something I'll uh, never forget. Um, coming off of some injuries and kind of uh, gave me a good opportunity to kind of step back and and watch uh, watch the rest of the guys practice and play and. See, see kind of what they were doing and uh, it just really really helped me learn a lot and figure out exactly what I needed to do to kind of step it up and, and bring my game to the next level uh, definitely definitely a special year that uh, you know I, I'll never forget so how far does the ball travel or how much further does the ball travel in Colorado than it does in South Mississippi <laughs> Uh, that's kind of funny. Uh, uh, I actually just got back from San Diego uh, from you know playing a playing a tournament, and Colorado uh, coaches were there. Colorado was playing in the event, and kind of talking about that experience with them, and and how far the ball does travel out there, and and it's and it's kind of strange. But that week it was it was brutal weather, and and uh, I was pretty much hitting it the same distance that I did in Mississippi. So <laughs> I, I didn't experience any uh any long drives up there. <laughs> you uh you you got two degrees uh, from Southern Miss, got your undergrad, and then came back and and got your master's. But man, in in uh, a short time. 
You have a, a crazy cool resume. You worked for the PGA um, for two years. Uh, you played professional golf. Uh, you, you set the course record at where the Sanderson Farms Championship is at the Country Club in Jackson. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you did for the PGA. I was really intrigued uh, to hear about what you did as a tournament and operations manager. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I played for two years and, and tried that, and, and uh, you know, it didn't didn't pan out like like I would have hoped. Uh, and so I started working on the golf admin side, and, and luckily I got a job with uh, PGA of America, and, and basically, uh, you know, running golf tournaments and, and setting them up. Set for for local uh, PGA professionals, guys that, that uh, you know work behind the counter at, at uh, country clubs and at uh, public public facilities. So so it's kind of on the on the other side of playing, which uh, definitely definitely uh, gave me a different outlook on the game as far as how much goes into an event. Uh, it was it was definitely definitely a lot of fun, but uh, I, I'm very happy to to left that behind me and, and got uh, you know having having started coaching so Hey, Derek, Bob Getty here. Thanks, uh, man, for being on the show. I, I want to take you Thanks back. Oh, yeah, I want to take you back to 2011. You're you're playing in the Sam Hall Intercollegiate Tournament, right? You shoot That's a fair. 63 in the first round and a 65 in the third round, and you finish second in the tournament. How is that possible? <laughs> How can you shoot su- such low scores and uh, and finish second? That had to be pretty frustrating. It sure was. Uh, there was a, a Swedish player from Kennesaw State, I believe, that won. Um, it, I was uh, I was pretty shocked, but you know that that's uh, that's part of the game. You uh, you go out there and shoot as low as possible and see where the cards kind of. See where the see where you see how your cards stick up to the rest of the field, uh, but but it was a, a fun week. To, to be completely honest with you, I was I was a little bit more focused on on the team and, and trying to uh, win some team titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, collegiate golf is is so unique in the sense that it's it's really the only time that you or the last time that you'll really compete on a team. Because once you're done collegiately, besides if you know if you're one of the lucky few that makes the Ryder Cup, it is all individual. So right. I was, I was, uh, you know, shoot, I was bummed that I, I lost the two shots, but a little bit more bummed that we couldn't couldn't uh, win the tournament. Right. So. Well, sixty three scorching. Obviously, is that the lowest round you've ever shot? I, I've shot it a couple times, but definitely the lowest round uh, in in competition. All right, so I want to point out, too, that broke a school record, the 63, and then you also broke a school record uh, for the lowest third-round score of 65 and the, broke the record for the lowest 54-hole score, 201, and the record for the lowest score relative to par. You were 12 under par for the tournament. Luke, that sounds like an average day on the, on the course for you, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, sixty three is an average score on the front nine. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, Derek and I are in the in the same universe there. Derek, tell us about man what you're uh, what you're doing at Louisiana and and how uh, the Cajun golf team's going for so far this year. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great. I'm in my second season. Uh, it's I'm actually on my way to to uh, we've got a practice here this afternoon, and we're getting ready for for another event, which we'll leave on Sunday. But you know, it's it's. Uh, 
it's a lot of, uh, you know, day in and day out grinding with these guys on the practice tee and out on the golf course and, and really trying to, uh, you know, it gives them my knowledge and, and, you know, give them some ideas of what maybe worked for me and what didn't work for me so so they can learn from my experiences and, you know, maybe not make the same mistakes that I made. Um, but yeah. but it's, uh, it's, it's a rewarding experience. I, I love coaching. I, I love this team. Uh, we're we're kind of a young team that's kind of building, um, and, and we're, you know, really really looking forward to the future here. So Yeah. Yeah. Be, so, so be be totally honest with us, because Southern Miss fans have had rough times. I mean, down there in Louisiana, down there in Lafayette, uh, those fans are pretty brutal. I mean, do y'all have like brutal golf fans that like to have violent golf claps, or, or how does that work down in the in the Bayou? No, no, our golf fans are uh, they're pretty they're pretty quiet. They're good golf fans. I I know it can get pretty crazy in that baseball stadium, which I know it did the other night, but. Uh, but no, our golf fans are pretty good. That was that was a little heartbreaker the other night. I know. It. Yeah, no question. All right, clarify one thing for us before you leave, Derek. Yes, sir. Is it the University of Louisiana or is it Louisiana Lafayette? It is. Uh, it is. If you talk to uh, the the uh, academic side, it's the University of Louisiana Lafayette. But athletics, uh, we we like to be known as the University of Louisiana. So okay. <laughs> That's a, but that's an ongoing battle with Big Brother down the road, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, yeah, we get that completely. <laughs> and uh, you were at the ball game the other night, huh? The baseball game. Yes, sir. Uh, heartbreaking is is a good description, but boy, what a game! How about how about letting our listeners know that here, here's what I, I observe from listening to the game. Two really tenacious ball clubs, and neither one wanted to give an inch to the other. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's historically, you know, Southern Miss, wow, unbelievable baseball program. And and, and UL kind of has the same thing. So it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a great game to go to. And um, just just one of those things, kind of a kind of a coin flip, in my opinion, for, for both ball clubs. Yeah, I think that's. Did you uh, right. did you have on a, a Southern Miss undershirt, Derek? Just be honest with you. Was there anything on you that was Southern Miss? Absolutely. I, well, I, I uh, I've got my class ring and I wear it I wear it every day. So <laughs> it's, Southern Southern Miss is with me every day. Hey, Derek. No matter where I'm at. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Best of luck to you in your in your coaching career. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, go Eagles. There we go. All right, we'll be back. Look at I'm going to talk a little Southern Miss baseball when the Eagle Hour wraps up for another week. Stay with us. Baseball is next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Derek 
Pluchinski, men's assistant golf coach at the University of Louisiana. Yes, Bob, we will um, call it that. Right. Not get into any ULL is with our Louisiana fan base. Can't, you can't say ULL. We called them. We called them ooh la la. That's what we called them mm. when uh, when we used to play them. But thanks to Derek and uh, his great career at, at Southern Miss. Fourth segment, the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi. And always check them out online, uh, cartersjewelry.com, and on Facebook and Instagram. Beach volleyball splits with uh, Austin P. yesterday. Softball. A entertaining Florida Atlantic this weekend in Hattiesburg. Doubleheader tomorrow at one and three, and then the Sunday game at one p.m. Coach Hogue and her Lady Eagles looking to improve fourteen and ten overall, one and two in conference play. An update from the semifinals of the Conference USA Men's Basketball Tournament. UAB uh, leading Old Dominion. It's a close game, forty-one thirty-nine, with ten minutes to go in the. Uh, second half, UAB leading that one, 41-39 over Old Dominion. Men play uh, just in about an hour, 3 o'clock. You can check that game out on CBS Sports Network or, of course, listen to John Cox on the Southern Miss Game Day app. Baseball. Well, Bob, you want to start the season right in Conference USA, and it's a tough one over at the Love Shack. Uh, you look at Louisiana Tech, you look at what they've done this year, uh, they've, they've beat uh, – Took one from Arkansas last weekend. Could have really taken two from Arkansas. Uh, defeated Sam Houston State earlier this week. Uh, beat Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, but you know, you you look at it. They dropped two to Troy. Um, they're eleven and five overall. Going into this opening series, based off what you saw Wednesday and what you've seen so far, what do the Eagles got to do? They got to clean up the sloppy play. They got to stop making errors like uh, they made Wednesday night. Uh, and they've been making throughout the season. Uh, they've got to hit the baseball when you have people on base. You know, you got to quit. I think they left 12 stranded the other night, two or three errors. It's not going to win many baseball games uh, doing that. Pitching's been great. There's no complaint about the pitching, but they got to play better defensive baseball, I think, and they have to hit the ball uh, more timely. So many parallels, uh, Luke, in a series like this. Of course, uh, Lane Burroughs, a former coach here. Travis Creel, a former shortstop for the Golden Eagles, is the hitting coach, recruiting coordinator uh, for La Tech. Eight Mississippi players uh, on their baseball team. So, uh Boy, these kind of games are just hard to figure how they how they turn out. Got to feel good tonight about Walker Powell, though. You know, he's uh, pitched very, very well. Uh, he'll pitch tonight. Stevie Powers Saturday. Adam Jackson been named as the starter Sunday. So my observation is pitching is not the issue. Defensive play and timely hitting is what the Golden Eagles need. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at how good the pitching is, right now if you look at guys that have – have uh, you know they pitched a relatively like let's say ten innings or, or more guys that have pitched ten innings or more, including two of your starters, Jackson and Powell, have a less than one run ERA. Powell's at .96, Jackson's at .77. Cody Carroll, who's thrown thirteen innings as a reliever, .69. Then you look at Nelms and Keys; they're both uh, in the mid you know one point four, one point eight range. As good as that ERA is, as as good as they are, the batting is the opposite. You only have one or two starters hitting above 300. Slater at 309, Montenegro at 327. Bowen's been playing a lot lately. He's at 316. But you look, Hordes at 276, 
Walner's at 240. Franklin's at 233. McGillis is at 222. Lynch is at 214. Tech's hitting, uh, I think, right at 288 as a team. Southern Miss hitting 251. Only 10 home runs by the Golden Eagles this year through 14 games. Um, Eagles are going to have to hit the ball much better. Too many, too many men left on base. If, if the hitting were better, Bob, we may not, you never want to have errors, obviously. But if the hitting were, were good and we were scoring at our usual pace, we wouldn't be talking about the errors because they'd have been swallowed up. But man, when you can't hit the ball and you leave that many runners on base, errors become an eyesore everywhere. Right. Golden Eagles won nine out of ten conference series last year, Luke. They swept five. The only conference series they lost, who you think it was to? Louisiana Tech. Right. In Hattiesburg at the Pete. So do, can you go down and, and return the favor on their home field? Uh, it's a tough place to play. It's a good ball club. Uh, a lot of, as we said, a lot a lot of connections between the states and the programs. Um my, my one regret about it, Luke, I don't know how you feel about this, is I, I'm constantly amazed at Conference USA. Here you have this great opportunity to have what could be the two better teams, best teams in the league, uh, big rivals. Uh, why, why do you want to start the season out with them? Why, why wouldn't you perhaps even make that the last uh, conference series of the year for both teams? Those kind of scheduling things I, I find puzzling by the conference. When in doubt, Bob, trust Judy. Judy's always got a plan. (laughs) Okay. All right, the Eagle Hour. You can hear it, uh, the podcast versions on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can also uh, hear the show online uh, every day at supertalk.fm. If you can't hear us live, we hope that you'll uh, utilize some of those platforms. Next week, Doc Sadler, Joy Lee McNellis, both scheduled to be on the show. Got some other good surprises for you, too. Uh, Go Eagles, great uh, great opportunity this afternoon in basketball. And, of course, we'll be uh, listening to and watching the Golden Eagles on the baseball diamond tonight as well. For Dalton and Luke, this is Bob Getty. Thanks a lot for listening as always, everybody. And until Monday, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.